Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm great. It's, it's this beautiful time of year. Is We're still in summer. Boy, we've had a ton of rain. Mm-hmm. Have we not had a ton of rain? I think I read that we crossed over to being like the rainiest summer in 100 years or something like that locally. Wow. I You know, I would believe that. And only because the last bunch of rain that we got literally flooded lakes that I like to boat in mm-hmm. to the point that when I saw pictures of where there were public docks, all I saw were posts sticking out of the water and there were no docks visible. Wow. You know, and, and yeah. So somebody asked me the other day, have you been boating? And I just said, no, because right now you're not supposed to be using boats. It's mm-hmm. so, the water's so high. So yeah, we've had a lot of rain, but you know, everything's green. Yep. It's, how's the garden? It's going crazy. It's, it's great. That's awesome. Very happy. Awesome. Yeah, it for me. I have I have a peach tree. Wow! And it was an amazing year for peaches. Mm-hmm. My peach tree was loaded, and I never knew this, but you really have to thin out a peach tree a lot. Yeah. Or branches break, and unfortunately, I did lose a branch. But anyways, it was a good good year for peaches. But that's not what we're talking about today. Nope. We're not really talking about water, weather, gardening, <laughs> or peaches. Um. Although it's always a good topic to talk about, you know, peaches and gardening because I love food. But today we're talking about vision. Mm-hmm. So were you surprised that I would write about vision again? Because I probably do that frequently. No, you know, I think we revisit this every so often and I think that's important. I think it's important to keep this front of mind. Yeah, you know, it. I was just, I was giving some thought to what was really missing. In a lot of conversations I was having and... And I think it's the vision piece. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we w- one of the things that we struggle with is that we get so caught up in what we're doing. <coughs> excuse me. Would not be a podcast without me coughing. <laughs> we get so caught up in what we're doing that we forget why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And and I've been around groups where where people have just been struggling with you know how, they're they're struggling with the how and the what. And the reason they're struggling with the how and the what is they don't know why. So we need to kind of go back to, so leaders need to do the hard work of honing their vision, fine-tuning their vision, and then communicating it to their teams. Mm-hmm. And, and when, when leaders can communicate a vision, amazing things happen. The first one is it's a, it's a uniting factor. Vision brings people together. It's this cause, this need, this burning desire, whatever it might, it's a compelling reason mm-hmm. will bring people together. And in its, the, the reality is that people, I think I wrote, people need a calling that they can rally behind. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of companies will say, well, it's, it's earnings. No, it's not earnings. Earnings are a metric. Profits are critical, they're necessary, we need to have them, but it is only a metric to tell you that you're successful and to tell you that you can keep going. Mm-hmm. So we, we do need something else, and that to me becomes the vision. It's what our teams can rally around. Um, can you, and this is a question that I didn't tell you I was going to ask <laughs> you because I never do, but can, have you ever had a situation where there was this compelling vision and a team just rallied around it. 
Yeah, I think that it's uh, vision can often be more clear. I'm, I'm thinking in like uh, charitable organizations. Ah, yes. Or um, <clears throat> or organizations with really specific goals. Uh, you know, I think about my involvement with CNY Diaper Bank. We have a right. really specific purpose and a, and a very specific vision, and it, and it helps us all feel. We wouldn't be there as a volunteer run organization. We have a board. We wouldn't be there if we didn't feel passionate about it. And um, I think it's a little bit easier in those settings. Not always, but um, when you get to be a large or really even a smaller organization, medium size, really any size, but when there's a lot of possibilities and a lot of ideas and a lot going on, um, sometimes it's easy to lose sight of where you're really headed because there's a lot of what ifs and we could do that and we could do this and we should try this. But that the vision really unifies like, okay, but this is where we're, this, this path will take us towards where we're going or towards where we want to be. Yeah, exactly. And you know, one of the things, and, and you never want to have a crisis. You never want to have a tragedy. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's interesting how a crisis or a tragedy galvanizes a group it, it, because there becomes this compelling vision, this need, mm-hmm. this need greater than me that needs to be pursued. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's why I think in some cases your, your, um, your uh, charitable organ, you know, nonprofits, things like the diaper bank and things mm-hmm. like, you know, the rescue mission um, and, and those type of things, there is such a compelling need that it's easier for people to, to rally behind it. And, and so the key is for our leaders is make sure that you've honed that vision because it really will bring your team together. The other thing that vision does is it, present, it, pro, it provides a centering for leadership. And, and mm-hmm. what I mean by that is it's easy to get distracted. And you touched on it, this idea, that idea, something else. But if we always know why we're there, we can come back to it easily. Um, you know, strategic planning sessions are wonderful, but without a clear-cut vision, you talk in circles. Right. You know, you talk about a lot of great things, but how do we draw them together? How do we unite them into one common cause? That becomes this, this critical piece that's, that's missing. And, and without it, all your efforts kind of get diluted. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it just helps us focus. Maybe that's the best way to put it. It helps us focus and, and, and it makes it, it makes for quicker decision-making. Right. You know, Simon Sinek says that if your organization knows why they exist, your decision-making is, is dramatically streamlined mm-hmm. and, and you don't have to have people approving every decision because everybody just balances the decision against the why that you're there. And it becomes very easy for someone to make a decision. The other point that I put here was that um, vision should dominate our inner conversation. And I've, I've heard people say this so many times, vision leaks. You can't over-communicate vision because it just gets too easily forgotten. So the leader that, that, that walks and eats and sleeps and communicates and finds multiple ways to communicate the vision is the one that's going to have their team continually rallying around that vision because it's right, it's there for them. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that, and this this goes into um, 
the law of attraction. Um, that if if I can see my goal, if I can clearly relate to my vision, resources will begin to appear. And and we've touched on that mm -hmm. um, in the past. And in how and why all that works, I don't know. But it does happen when you when you really know what it is you're looking for the resources do appear that's one of the things that napoleon hill put in his book think and grow rich um when he analyzed uh why were people like andrew carnegie so successful and it basically was this this law of attraction first if you can see it in your mind you'll be able to see it and then seize it so if we think about our teams you know how often are our resources overlooked opportunities overlooked employees potential employees that are overlooked because we haven't clarified what it is we're really looking for I, I was just just before we started recording i was on a coaching call with a leader in another city uh in a, in a fairly decent sized plant and i'm trying to get this leader to identify what it is their team needs to focus on because they're struggling. They've got a lot of challenges. And I kept trying to get her to think about what is it? What is that one thing? And I think we've got it pretty well nailed. Now, whether or not we can execute, um, I'll, I'll know a bit later in the week. But it's the vision piece. It's so clear. That, that inner conversation that needs to be there. So vision inspires greatness. That was the, the fourth point here. Um, a compelling vision is inspirational. And why do you suppose a compelling vision is more inspirational than profits? What are your thoughts about that? Hmm. Well, I guess I, I think it it's more visual, more emotional. Mm. Like there's there's more okay. tied to it. There's more weight behind it. Um, then, I mean, like you said, profits are metric yeah. they're really important mm -hmm. um but they're not kind of that driving factor that's going to kind of put the heart behind the work that we do right you know i'm 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 thinking about um the labor shortage mm -hmm. and particularly in the healthcare i mean we in manufacturing think we have it bad mm -hmm. healthcare's worse um where i and i at one point, I was hearing that nurses were being offered $100 an hour extra wow. to work. And they said no. Mm -hmm. And they said no because it's not about the money. They had been working, 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 working extra shifts, those type of things. And, and so the point is that we can't buy loyalty. Mm-hmm to our companies. Now, I have no doubt in my mind that these same medical professionals in the event of a crisis would have showed up to work. But they weren't going to go just for money. And that's that so that kind of gives us this maybe that's another example. You know, a compelling reason the 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 meaning the the just cause whatever it might be of why we we operate 
that people can get behind. But after a while, the money just wears out. It's not going to keep us going. And that's, I've seen where people have offered bonuses, they've offered incentives. It's got to be more than that. Yes, that's very, very nice, but it's not going to keep us going long term. Um, and, and here to this greatness piece, people want to belong to something bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. They, we, we desire to be part of something big, and, and the vision is the vehicle that's going to get us there. And then the last point that I had here was vision just attracts. And, and I, I, I made the note here, if you're having trouble attracting employees, it's probably more than just your benefits package that needs some attention. Why, would you, why should they work for you? Why should, they, why should they come to join your organization? What is it that your organization is doing that's meaningful? Mm-hmm. And you want and you want your employees to come to work excited to be there, right? You don't want absolutely. them, you know, rolling out of bed and you know trudging through the morning. It's like you want them excited to. We've talked about that before. Like what what days in the office or at work have you been most eager to jump out of bed and get there? And right. when that vision is there, you know, people are excited to to get to work to collaborate with their the colleagues and. And, you know, make that vision of reality. Sure. Exactly. And I know some people might be saying, wait a minute, you know, come on. How, you know, why, how can you get me excited about going to, I don't know, um, make to this molding plant, this injection molding plant? Well, mm-hmm. what does your company mold? Mm-hmm. What, what parts are you molding? Who are your customers? What are the, you know, I'm thinking of one of our, of our member companies Actually, two of our member companies that that are, that are active in in meeting the needs of of the 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 country, the world dealing with a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know sterile wipes, whether it's test kits, whatever it is, um, you know another company that was working with with um, the folks that were on the cutting edge of testing. You know how can you not get excited about that? Mm-hmm. And it's the way we're projecting it. Are we just saying, hey, we got to ship X number of things? Or are we sharing with our teams, our vision is to help people live a healthier, safer life, to be able to go visit grandparents. You know, finding mm-hmm. a way to, to take that vision and make it something meaningful. Um, you know, we, uh, I, I think it would be really easy for me if I, was, if I was working, let's say, for an automotive manufacturer. You know, with some of the amazing, I'm, I'm thinking of the amazing uh, information they have with the, the new Ford F-150 that's electric. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you can get excited about this, this vision of, of you know, reducing emissions, you know, um, a renewable energy source, um, whatever, just you find ways to make what you're doing exciting. And it's all going to come behind the vision that's there. And it's interesting. One of the things that Alan Mulally was able to do at Ford was get them excited about their, about the technology that was in their vehicle. And he, and he, and it wasn't, you know, we don't just build cars. We're building an experience. You know, we're building this amazing tool that will help people in the world get from point A to point B. And we're, and it was, you know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, they were one of the first when they came out with their Ford Sync, which was 
how do we connect all of the devices type of thing for people so mm -hmm. again it was a vision it was any and his vision for excellence any any and his vision of saying look look where we've come from we were the standard that everybody was measured by at one point we can be again again that's vision and and it's going to attract the best and the brightest you're going to get people leaving their organizations to come work for you mm -hmm. and they're going to be excited about being there because of why it is you do what you do and whenever i talk about finish vision excuse me i always think of the proverb where there is no vision the people perish so i i think this you know i i think this vision piece yes it's important for our companies clearly it's important for our communities my goodness our communities our country what is our vision what are what why are we doing what we're doing but also for families mm -hmm. you know what kind of a vision do I have for my family? Am I, and, and am I involving them in developing it? And, and are we communicating about it frequently? I think that's all I got on vision. Do you have a, a favorite among these five points? Um, or, or one that you think is like the most important or? You know, I, I, I do. I, I think vision inspires greatness. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, all of them are important. But if I can come up with the right way to describe the vision, it will help people develop their own vision mm -hmm. for themselves and how they fit into that vision. And, I, and, and the reality is that we only utilize a fraction of our potential. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, it goes into like some people say, well, I don't know why this person can, can accomplish more than the other person, you know, because we all get 24 hours in a day. That's it. And we all should be sleeping somewhere between seven to nine hours. But some accomplish so much more because they have this burning desire to achieve something meaningful. So that's why I think vision inspires greatness. It does in companies, countries, families, mm -hmm. and individuals. That'd be my, my favorite. How about you? I think if I had to pick one, that um, vision provides a center for leadership. Uh, um, yeah. And I think I really like that one because when it becomes central, um, I'm going to say that, that hopefully if it's central, then you know it's being talked about a lot. And um, it's serving as that reference point. And I think I, sure. I love having vision as a lens or a filter for decision making. Um, yeah. I think that, that whether it be an organization, a, a personal vision, a family vision, yeah. um, I think that we often get caught up in decision making and things sit mm -hmm. because we don't want to make decisions or um, we fret over decisions. But when we can say like, Let's filter it down and then just say like, no, that doesn't fit our vision right now. Yep. Or yep. yes, that fits our vision. Let's find the resources for it. It makes mm -hmm. things so much more clear. Yeah, um, it does. And I Very have good. a real appre appreciation for that. Good. Great choice. How are you doing on your summer bucket list? Great. At first, we were a little stalled, and I, I wasn't sure how it would shape up, but 
Um, we have just a couple of things left. We've checked off a lot in the last few weeks, which um, has been really fun. That's great because, you know, the autumn bucket list is probably right around the corner. So Yes, I'm, I'm almost done. I have, I think, one more spot to fill. Wow, um, awesome. So, yeah, I think this will be the third year. Uh, I think I started with the fall bucket list, and so this will be year three. So Wow. And now I mean, the girls are just a little, you know, that much older and that much more involved. And, um, yeah, excited about That's it. That's awesome. And it all came from a vision of mm-hmm. what you were wanting for your family. Yep. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was The Next Page.